Welcome to the OMF Podcast. You can find us at omfpodcast.com. Subscribe, download, and hit us with the five stars. Disclaimer, what you're about to hear are just words, and we ask that you keep in mind that words are simply noises we make with our throats. Your safety is not at risk, and any discomfort you feel is likely the result of your mind being challenged, so you should try not being a recycled condom. I'm LB. I am Pocket Ranch. Screw you, I'm Slash. S- <laughs> I'm Slash. <laughs> <laughs> he tries stepping on every time. He's trying to go from third place to, to second place. I, I am. I am. What's your heels, LB? Yeah, I know. He's, he's coming after the front. Yep. He's going to kick me out soon. That's pretty I'm going to be the king of the hill. I'm going to be the king of the hill. He's, he's just gonna... really... Whoa. <laughs> 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 he's just going to take over the podcast, right? Yeah, just a large man in a diaper and a bonnet. <laughs> if you're listening to this, vote five stars for Slash taking over this. Or if you'd rather to hear hear more Pocket, go ahead and hit that five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Good luck finding that. Um, today we're going to start out with a electric pickup truck, that, pickup truck that actually looks like a pickup truck. Yeah, it's it's a sexy truck too, isn't it? Oh yeah, it looks pretty good. It's uh, Dodge is putting out their Ram as an electric pickup truck now. Slash, this is for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually I, I'm just trying to find who is going to take my money. So who takes my money and how do I get one? Because <laughs> I want this. <laughs> would you Would you buy this thing? I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's smooth. It looks like it kind of looks like the truck that I have now and um, I mean if you look real hard in that picture you could kind of see me with my big diaper and you can't it. see him no. oh, oh, you, you see LB see though just chilling <laughs> <laughs> why is the electric pickup truck so appealing to you because it's, it's sexy time but what's it, it it's not no like sexier, sexier than a, a different truck you know yeah uh, well, I mean, it is. Okay, so um, it really just depends what the specs are on it, you know? I think I think for me, like, we had talked previously about electric vehicles, and then we had brought up that uh, that electric truck that I forget what it was called. Um, Rivian. Anyway, yeah, and I just feel like if you're going to drive an electric car, this is the one to buy. I mean, I, I'm still really not on the electric car trained as of yet but if it if it performs uh more superior then that's you know that's where i need to be i need to be up in that up in that saddle one hand in it leaning back if it is superior to the rest of the vehicles it will be better i prefer the electric (laughs) so if you measure the horsepower output this truck is far (laughs) superior than the other trucks for the simple fact and mass airflow sensor. Okay. No, they we're just making a joke for the three of us. Nobody knows <laughs> the sexy spider. Oh my gosh. Poor fella. He's got the, he's got that to him. So he? let me, uh, let me make the argument for the electric truck. Um, the, the, the argument that I see is it does more with less. So you can, you can haul more, you can tow more. Uh, it, in this, the, a a truck that's got a footprint, like the, like a half ton pickup, um, the bigger to get the comparable 
like abilities of, of this truck um, out of a, a traditional truck, you'd have to get a diesel, and that thing is going to beat the shit out of you while you drive. Um, it's not a smooth ride. That's and a so pain you, in the ass. Yeah, it's, it is. It, 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 if you drive a diesel without hauling a, a lot of stuff, it, it really is not a comfortable ride. And so you got that. Plus, one of the, the downsides of pickup truck ownership is it's expensive to keep up, to, to maintain a truck. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is bigger. Everything is a little more heavy duty. Um, tires are obviously not going to be a factor, but not having to change the oil, not having to uh, worry about the belts and or a lot of those internal components that wear over time, especially with a vehicle that you push hard. Um, I think the electric vehicle is really cool because you, you start to get out of that part of uh, truck ownership. It's not fun. It's not cheap. I'll give you... so. I don't really care. I, I drive a pickup truck and I drive a big ass pickup truck. I drive a pickup truck that will, it looks like I should have like three MAGA flags on it and um, like a three big tittied women in bikinis hanging out of the back of it mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> wearing, a, wearing Confederate bikinis. There you go. Um, but that truck is not a comfortable, smooth ride. It's going to kick the shit out of you every day. And I spent for tires on that truck. I spent $2,400, I think it was, for four, a set of four tires. Um, now it's lifted, and it's got 37-inch tires and shit like that, so this isn't going to get you out of that. But it sure would be nice if that was the only maintenance that I had. So in addition to that, I, I've got, you know, it's a diesel, so I've got to uh, do the fuel filters. That, that's $200 every six months you, just to have it not break down on you. You have to pour, you have to pay for diesel, but you also have to pay for diesel emission fluid every you know three mm-hmm. months or so it's just all these little knickknacky bullshit things that add up um that I th- it would be really nice if you could just you know plug it in and call it a day you got do you have to plug that in all the time to make sure it no starts? because i don't live in the the cold okay I'm yeah just curious I, about that so if, for people that don't know a lot of diesel trucks have uh engine block warmers and so if you live in the cold you have to plug these like plug it into an outlet just to keep the engine block warm so it'll yep. start in the morning Mm-hmm. It's cute, real cute. I th- I think the thing is the gas mileage for me. Oh, you I, don't like thirteen and a half miles a gallon because that's what I get. No, I'd own I'd own a truck for sure. It's just I can't get past the gas mileage. Yeah. If it, if because I really want an electric car. It is it is my next vehicle without a doubt? Is it going to be an electric car yeah. or truck? Would be really cool though too. There's a, there's a lot of SUVs coming out in the next year, and then trucks are probably going to be soon befi- behind it. The truck truck will be nice because you'll have two. They'll put two electric motors in that, one in the back and one in the front. Yeah. And then have the battery probably splayed across the bottom of it. That's so cool, man. That I, I love the idea of an electric vehicle, but if it if it makes sense, I think the early versions were kind of shitty, right? Um, oh, I mean, it's because they didn't have... Well, for one, the distance was just not good. Yeah. You, you can't have 100 miles to go and then have to charge it. Yeah. That just doesn't I work. Now, the, now they're hitting that 200-mile range, all of them. Not just Teslas. Even 200 miles, man. If you took a road trip and you had to stop every 200 miles for an hour, I would love it because I hate road trips. But a (laughs) lot of people would be pissed off about that. I've always said the thing is like you can't at this point in time, you can't just own an electric car. You Mm. really need to have one of both just in case you want to go that that farther distance. You got to have that gas for right now until until like charging ports are better. Yeah. speeder charge but i think these tar- trucks are going to take a fucking mondo amount of time to charge though 
Well, they have quick charging technology now, don't they? Tesla yeah. came out with something. But bigger battery, longer charge, all that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, Tesla's getting it better. My brother, he owns a, um, he owns a electric vehicle or it's one it's i believe it's there's a volvo that um that it's it's pretty much all electric for a certain amount of miles and then it kicks over to gas um and it's pretty sweet because um he doesn't work too far but he literally drives to his office and back to the house every single day and he said he hadn't bought bought gas for three months <laughs> I mean, what that, happens that's in those nice. cases? Does that fuck up your gas? Like, is the gas bad yeah. at something? It goes bad, right? Yeah, that's it does I go thought, bad. But not three months. No, probably depends on where you live, too. But I would definitely not. I would want to use that gas up within a month or so. No. Just in case. Because I hey, imagine the gas tank's not very big on it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about how big, but I just thought it was pretty cool that he didn't go to the gas station for three months. Dude. It's cheap right now to buy the way to buy diesel. It's beautiful, but at one point I was spending like ninety dollars to fill up my tank. I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that. I mean, I haven't because I have a car, so it's always twenty five bucks to thirty. Yeah, I got like twenty eight gallons. Of yeah, you're diesel. you're going for a while. Yeah. yeah. Here's a fun thing for you: if you search Ram Electric and go to images, you get a blue fish. Hmm. <laughs> Obviously, because <laughs> I wanted to see what this truck would look like, and I just got a bunch of pictures of blue fish. The electric blue ram fish is is what's uh, popular when you search that. Hmm. Not a ram oh, you, truck. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got to scroll a little bit because you're using yep. Google. You're using Google search, aren't you? Sure are. What happened to Bing? Slick? Not having to Bing <laughs> anymore. I fixed it. I fixed it. I told yeah, you I was messed up. I went to Duck Duck Go. Duck Duck Go. Duck Duck Go, buddy. Because Google is a deep state actor. They're just out collecting information about you. DuckDuckGo is a completely non... They, they don't track anything you do, and it's non-filtered. So you're, you're not... like You get results that are curated for your search history. Um, I get straight-up raw results with DuckDuckGo. You can get a plug-in for Chrome. Hmm. <clears throat> You've lost it. I mean, I get why you're doing it, though. I'm trying to get to a place as soon, soon y'all I'm going to get, we may, the first advertisements we do, if we do any advertisements ever are going to be VPNs because whoever brings the best VPN service and is willing to pay us to talk about it. Um, I will absolutely go to full VPN all the time. I kind of want to get a VPN. Yeah. I'd like to, but I don't really want to pay for it, nor do I. You know what a VPN is slash? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey man. What is a VPN pocket? Just for someone that might not know. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. So a VPN is a service that uh, routes your internet traffic um, through a number of different places so that you can't be traced, at least not directly traced. So um, you'll pay a service. A lot of times I would advise going with a, one that's a company that's outside of the United States. And so you pay them. And your web traffic is routed to a server or outside of the United States, several servers usually mm-hmm. um, outside of the United States and bings around quite a bit so that if you, the traffic and things that you do online aren't traceable to you. The reason this is important is, let's say that Slash, let's say you're looking up, um, I don't know, heavy dark women on uh, <laughs> what service are you using that you get hit on by all Plenty the larger black ladies? Plenty of fish. Match.com. Yeah. yeah, all that. You're looking for that. And and you even go a little deeper and you you start to go down your pornhole. 
no matter what you do, your ISP, your internet service provider is tracking that. They, they mm -hmm. know everything that you've done. And so if one day the government decides that, you know, um, heavy white men looking for heavy black women is illegal, then they can go to your ISP and say, Hey, we're looking for people to do this. And then they're going to go knocking on Slash's door and haul him in. Call mm -hmm. me crazy. But uh, I'd rather not have anybody have access to what I'm looking at online, even though I'm not looking at anything bad. Yeah, yeah. So um, another practical application. Um, not saying that's not practical, but um, <laughs> also <laughs> if you if you uh, so there are certain companies that will let you actually pick where you're you're pinging from, and so. Um, What's pretty cool is you can get different shows on different like streaming services because of contracts in certain countries. So, for example, if you have Netflix, um, the Netflix in London will have different movies than you do here in America or different movies or different uh, programming as well in South America, uh, Israel. And um, when you pick those, you, you have better access to, to different stuff. And I believe there's actually a website online that you can go to that will tell you you what um what shows are in which region so uh it, it's pretty good it's pretty good and if you're doing anything crazy like bootlegging some material mm -hmm. um say you're using any uh oh what are they called uh bit torrents yeah then torrents, you're yeah. probably gonna want to use a vpn so you don't get the nasty knock it off letter from your isp yeah um it in that flux thing you don't really have to have a vpn all the time like with some of these services, you can just log into their site from a just their European site and then log in and you can get stuff done. You can do that with Nintendo's. They're completely unlocked. It's all you have to do is create an account that's like in Japan and you can get all the Japanese store. Is that right? Which is interesting. Yeah. So like with with your Nintendo Switch, you can um you make an account and you make it under like Europe or Australia or Japan and you can get releases sooner. Or you can get other releases from different countries on those on just those logins. You don't even have to have like anything special with your Nintendo. Hmm. That's cool. Interesting. Either thing. way, I advise. I, I'm telling you, I think everybody should be really, really concerned about their privacy on the internet. I used to think my brother tells me that you need to be real careful about this stuff, and he has for years. And I'm always like, okay, whatever, your toolbox. Um, <laughs> Yeah, cool story. I should have 43 characters in my password and make sure that eight of them are those funky characters. Um, but I really, the the further in time we go, the more I feel like you should really be concerned about the government, the United States government, all governments, any government, um, also non-state actors, all these people. You never know. You just never know who's out to get you. And uh, I don't think it's, you're not paranoid just because you take some steps to protect yourself. I, I had a thought there and I lost it. Yeah. Well, I know Slash did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you, oh my gosh. I don't really want to dive into the, to, to the shadow government again, but um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good idea. If, if you can do anything just to layer your, your protection and, um, I mean, it's just a good idea. It's just a good idea. Why are I mean, you afraid to talk about the shadow government? Well, it's not that I'm afraid to talk about it, because I will. Like, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I really don't care. It, it's just the fact that there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff, and and I think if you're listening to this, unless you've really done your research, 
you're not going to really be able to connect with what I'm saying. Plus, I don't have a lot of my my stuff in front of me that I, that I like to uh, go to. So I just want to speak on it and, and say, uh, you know, but, but they're there. They're there. They're watching. They're, they're listening. They're recording. They're not even watching and listening. They're, they're just recording. That's what they're doing. I don't believe that. Like, I'm, I don't believe there's a shadow government, but I, I also think that people wouldn't have believed what Edward Snowden showed us was all true. Uh, before he showed us that it was true. That's my my concern. Do you have like a filing cabinet of your conspiracy shit? Um. Well, so over the time, over the past twenty years, um, things things are uh, become more valid, and things tend to go away. So, um, no, I don't really keep track of too much of uh, this stuff, but um. I do. I, I in the past, I, I used to read a lot of stuff online and a lot of, uh, you know, I would try to go to primary sources. Okay, so I'll give you one example. So, um, oh, is it really going to be one? Uh, it can't be two. <laughs> okay. it, it's only one. It's, it's only one and one. done. So, um, the Sandy Hook shooting with the with the children and uh, where was that? Uh, oh gosh, Sandy Hook. Yeah, no, what state was it? (laughs) 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 That show's funny. I'm sorry. Continue talking. I'm I'm taking my football. I'm going home. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, so uh, the Sandy Hook, there was a... a, Yeah, Connecticut, that's right. So uh, there was a lot of things that... that, Very peculiar things that happened prior and um, that were were divulged by different media outlets not knowing that uh what was happening and then afterwards a lot of the stuff got taken down and disappeared so there was uh somebody that had called in to the police about two men that were in the field i believe to the i want to say it was the southwest side of the school i don't remember exactly it's been a long time but anyways there's a field and there was two men back there and they were just watching the school uh one with a uh with a set of binoculars and so um, there was primary accounts uh, or primary witnesses that uh, had uh, police scanners. There, you, you know, there's weirdos that just record police scanners. And um, one of the police scanners that was uh, uh, that was picked up on has that account where somebody had called in talking about that. Right, and that is now nowhere to be found. Um, they also started out with saying that there was AR-15s involved, right? Everybody, oh, AR-15, AR-15. Well, that was actually said that that was an actual weapon used. Uh, that didn't get corrected until the um, that didn't get corrected until the autopsies and showing that the uh, people were shot with actually a a pistol and a revolver. So there was no AR-15 that was uh, that was deliberately planted as far as the story goes and, and, and there's a lot of other stuff too um i'm not going to get into to the the meat of it but um but yeah the, the, these conspiracies man they there's a lot of stuff and um what's the, there's a website that i used to go to all the time that used to have really info weird... wars no 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 it was because bro you're sounding a lot like alex jones right now <laughs> yeah i um I'll, I'll look it up. I'll tell you about what the website is later. It'll it'll take me a little bit of time unless they've been deleted, which is possible. I like how we, so what we did was we opened the door a little bit for Slash to indulge his, his uh, conspiracy mind. And he immediately goes to the one thing that's gotten people banned most frequently off of YouTube and iTunes and all these outlets. He goes straight to Sandy Hook. Why, man? 
But <laughs> Just, just because, just just because that was, I don't know that that's a vivid, vivid example in my mind. Um, um, here I can go to a second, <laughs> second story. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got oh. one example, and then twenty minutes later, and point yeah. four. So, <laughs> so why is Sandy Hook a bannable offense? Uh, um, Alex Jones went out of his way to say Sandy Hook, nobody died there. No, that yeah, it was that's all not true. a big fake setup thing. Yeah, but I mean, that's not really, oh, because he, he's talking like fake things in this or not, but it's not really saying that people didn't get shot. Yeah. No, he was saying that nobody got shot there. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah. I hear yeah. what you're saying, though. Yeah. So Slash is at least not, you're not saying that, right? No, no. I, I, I think, uh, I, I definitely think people died there. And um, uh, more importantly, children, which is absolutely horrible, you know, um, especially because there was uh, the autopsy reports put put out. Um, I just think there's a lot more to that story than what, uh, you know, it, it's just, it, it's, it's stinky. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't, that doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. And, um, nobody wants to address it. So I'm leaving that one alone, but the Boston, Boston bombing was, um, there's a lot of inconsistencies with the Boston bombing too. Those, those poor kids, man, they, uh, I believe they were set up and, uh, it was a definitely a bigger plan and they, um, yeah, there's just too much. There's too much evidence in the Boston bombing that that's inconsistent with those with those kids that that uh, are perceived to have done that. But he that kid at Sandy Hook did have an AR, man, right? No, no, he didn't. Oh no, he had a different no. semi-auto. Um, yeah, he had a se- semi-auto. No, it was a pistol. No, he had a Bushmaster model XM15. Uh nobody was shot with an AR15. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think this is... Ne- I don't even know what this gun looks like, dude. Hold up. Yeah. Is yeah. that an AR? Yeah, it's an AR. Yeah. N- nobody was shot with an AR with, with, a, with a 223 round. Everybody really? was shot. <laughs> yep. Everybody was shot with a pistol or a, revol- or a revolver. I want to th- say it was a 38. He had a, well, he had a Glock 20, so a, yep, a 10 a millimeter. 20. Yep. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. And then he had a yeah. six-hour uh, P226. No. And a 12-gauge. I'm a, I, okay. We're gonna. Come I mean, back like, to that. so, so the thing is, is like, just because he didn't shoot somebody with it doesn't mean he didn't have it. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm gonna l- let me let me rehash on it because that uh, I don't believe that that's true. That those uh, those weapons were actually in his possession. I don't know, and, man. Who knows? And that's the deal. And this is exactly the deal. Was the fact that there's so many inconsistencies, and I'm sure I, if I Google something right now, it'll tell me one thing. But then when, when you talk about primary, primary sources, I don't believe any witness had actually seen him with an AR-15. And, that, and that's, to me, where, you know, that, that's where the inconsistencies, they just really come to life and, and can make people think. Um, you know, it, it's funny because when, when you talk about the Boston bombing and, and the, the kids that, uh, remember the one kid he got, he was in a boat and they, they were all shooting? Son well, of, I forget his first name, yeah. something, yeah. Yeah, but it, it, they said that the kid was shooting. Meanwhile, there's no bullet hole anywhere downwind from the boat that was being shot at. So uh, there was multiple officers shooting at him. So for A, how is this kid shooting back when, when there's like eight people shooting at him and he's hiding up? He's hiding in a freaking boat, shriveled up. Like he's not just popping off random rounds. Um, there's just a, there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of inconsistencies. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I, 
I'm not fresh on all these topics to talk about it right now. And, and I don't well, want to we'll sound have to crazy. do a special then. I don't mean to set you up for that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. He just doesn't stop. You just let yourself into it. Slash is the thing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you I get know. going on it. Um, to, uh, I guess I'll keep on the gun thing is that there's a, there was an article this week of John Jones chasing down a dude with a shotgun. <laughs> there's nothing more terrifying than this. If you find your John Jones is a badass UFC fighter, probably one of the best, if not the best UFC fighters that ever happened. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. To have him plus a shotgun chasing you, uh, you might as well just quit. Like you should, your body ought to just shut down and die right there. <laughs> I, I, I just don't know why you. This guy had to have noticed John Jones's house. It's a nice house, man. And then he opens the garage in this. Vi- there's a video. So this guy walks up. And he's doing the thing that people do where they he's just checking all the doors to see which cars are unlocked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he can rummage. And he gets into one, and then he goes and he gets in another. But about partially through the second car, as far as I could tell, the garage door opens. And there's an MMA. Clearly, John Jones uses his garage for MMA training. So there's a like a fucking boxing gym in the garage. And then there's giant John Jones standing there with a shotgun (laughs) and this dude turns and hauls ass and John Jones hauls ass after him. And then they go out of frame. I don't think he shot him though. He says that he wasn't going to shoot him because he was running away. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the smart thing to do, right? Yeah. You don't shoot somebody when their backs at you. He's had some trouble too. He's gotten in some trouble for saying or doing some silly shit before. Um, I, I imagine that if you're a UFC fighter or like one of these big time fighters that people probably try to instigate shit with you all the time just to, to provoke and they, everybody thinks they're the hard ass, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I, that's not, uh, I, but I wouldn't be messing with John Jones. God, dude, he's scary dude, out, man. He comes flying out of the garage with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's no joke, dude. He's a, he's a big dude. He's six, four and weighs two Oh five. Ooh. Oh, God. He could just beat him up with his hands, but I, I suppose the 12 gauge shotgun was the right move. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're, you see how that the, diffused the uh, the whole thing? Yep. <laughs> Walked out with a 12 gauge shotgun. Chick chink. Yeah. <laughs> He's a scary dude, man. But yeah, that shotgun, that shot, the sound, the shook, shook sound shook. of a shotgun will take care of a lot of situations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it backs people away real fast. It does. It really does. I, I've had one opportunity in my life to use the shook shook to my advantage, and it was really effective. <laughs> the shook shook. It's whenever like it's a dance I, move. Shook, shook. <laughs> Do the shook whenever shook. I, whenever I go hunting, and uh, it, you know, I I travel to uh, to my spots, you know, with the with my firearm empty, and then when you get out, you start loading up. Right. And then the second you walk, I walk into the woods, you know, you get that (laughs) and it is on like Donkey Kong the second you hear that noise. So, uh, yeah, nothing gets me more excited than hearing that noise walking out to the water. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, there. there, That's one of the most intimidating noises on Earth. And it it does make you feel kind of powerful when you're when you're making that noise. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But yeah, fuck, I wouldn't mess with John Jones's stuff. He can have it. I don't want there's nothing in his cars. That are worth bumping into John Jones, much less a John Jones with a shotgun. <laughs> well, that's a great question. So, what would be in that car that would that? What would you be willing to risk to go to that car? Nothing. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't have any desire. Cause what are you going to find there? I guess you could find quite a bit of money. 
Yeah. What if? Well, let's say let's, let's rather than worry about what might actually be in there. What I'm saying is, if you knew that blank was in that car, then you would be willing to go try this. What what would move you to do that? I just like to bring up that it's been well established that for half a million dollars you get pegged by Susan Boyle. Yeah, but <laughs> that's not life or death, man. Yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> you can go death. in that car, snatch that backpack of money, and then shook shook, ba boom. Your ass is fucking go. Okay, I'm going to take a different spin on this. Uh, LB, would you rather dip your junk in habanero hot sauce or go try to rob from John Jones? Oh, hot sauce. That's too easy, dude. That's too easy. It's too easy. Okay, $3 million. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm trying for three mil. (laughs) I'm trying for three mil. But that's a tough one, still, man. Does he have what does he have in the shotgun? Birdshot, buckshot, slugs. Uh, There's no way to know, man. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, for three million, I would be outside his compound in a van, looking like uh, looking like Harry from uh, Home Alone. <laughs> I'd be I'd be posted up trying to figure out the neighborhood, looking like uh, Joe Pesci. <laughs> the problem is there's there's four vehicles outside this house, so you're not going to know which one it is. So you got to take that chance. Of, Ooh. If you hit that that first first car and you got that three mil, you're good to go. But if you miss and go to the second and it's not there, yeah. it's like a real dangerous shell game. I like it. <laughs> and, let's, and, and let's face it. Let's face it. You guys know what I look like. I'm not outrunning this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. There's nobody outrunning this dude. Not 6'4", 205 pounds. He's chasing down every person that's near him. Yeah, most <laughs> folks are not going to escape the John Jones wrath if he if he's committed. Oh, um, man. And he works out all the time, so you know he's got, like, you, you can't even hope that over time you'll be able to outrun him. You know how many miles you'd have to run? Before he would quit, <laughs> I would just I would just jump on the floor in fetal position, hoping that he, he would take. And I, you just hear me sucking my thumb, saying, "Not the armbar, not the armbar." <laughs> Don't do an armbar, please. Yeah, you disarm him with humor, drop your pants, and just show him your baby dick. I like it, Slash. <laughs> baby I, swear, I don't want to see him chase down Slash and then give him a knee to his head while he's running. <laughs> <laughs> How much would it cost to get you in an octagon with a with a not holding back John Jones slash? Oh my gosh, uh, three mil would do it. I would okay. do it for three mil. Can you tap I believe out? It. No, you gotta you know no tap outs. You, you have to get to, knocked out, or yeah, or he just decides that you've had enough. I guess, but. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Tap you out's could too tap easy. Out. You could tap out, but I know. It, it would have to be something the worth tapping out to. I'm done. Okay. 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 This is what we'll do. No tap outs, but the referee has to call it for your own, like in your, your own safety. Yeah. For your <laughs> the, safety. The second the ref sees like you're just getting pounded in the head and you know that point where they're like all woozy and don't know what the fuck's <laughs> happening. Yeah. That would be one shot to my cranium. I oh. like that. We're pretending like it's not going to be a clean knockout. Like this guy couldn't knock any of us out. It went so, swift blow. Three three million is not the interesting part. Slash the interesting part is how little would you do it for? Ooh, so would you how, do it for for ten thousand? No, no, twenty. Nope. It, it would ha- it would have 100. to be. It would be two hundred and fifty thousand. Would probably be my my call. No, my that's two twenty five. Two. 
Maybe two hundred. Two hundred would be my my lowest. One hundred and fifty thousand. One. The reason why I say two hundred is because it would you would have to be able to get a nice house. So so that way I leave something to my kids when I don't recover. <laughs> <laughs> one hundred fifty grand. Nope. nope. So you get okay. You get one hundred fifty if you live. If you die, you get two million. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Done. You'll do that. Yep. Okay, <laughs> this is televised too. But but I don't think that's gonna I don't think that's gonna cover my medical costs. <laughs> the hundred and fifty? No, no, this is separate from any any like they'll cover you're covered on that. We you, we're you will completely healed. Yeah. You'll they'll take care of any stitching and all that well, kind of thing. I mean, as completely as you can. I don't know yeah, what yeah, cognitive yeah, yeah. damage will be done. <laughs> yeah. There can't be much with you. Um so, <laughs> so then um this is also this is televised. And you have to wear the diaper and bonnet. Oh, uh, I the mean, what? I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting around the same hundred and fifty. Yeah, the adult diaper and a bonnet. Oh yeah, I got you now. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. I like that these are not even factors factors that matter for the money. Nope. He's like, I don't, I have no shame. I would do that. I would do that for a hundred bucks. You got a hundred? I'll wear a big big diaper, baby diaper <laughs> on national television. Yeah. Okay. You 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 okay. Let, let's so be I real. think we can y'all get you into me. a local news broadcast, bro. Yeah. Y'all know me well. I I would do I would do any of that stuff. I don't have I'm not that Mm-mm. prideful that that I can't I can't have some fun like that. I know you will. You'll say that you will, but I okay. We need to go to a live shot on the local news and put your ass in a diaper with a bonnet and have you go make your way in front of the camera. Okay, so one time in college, I um I went to a toga party and drank a few beers, and I was dared to walk home with nothing under my toga, and I walked down the freaking two lane road, right on the double yellow line with my junk just hanging out with just the toga on top, and I did that for a half a pizza. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> This yeah yeah half a pizza yep half it was ha- it was ham and pineapple so I mean Ugh. Ugh, what's wrong with you mm-hmm. and it doesn't pass the warm fruit test man <laughs> no okay okay oh, the warm let's fruit let's go ahead and put this on the table right now can can you go ahead and put some parameters on this warm fruit test for us so that yeah, way the warm yeah so I won't eat anything any fruit that is is warm or has been previously warmed and why is this because it's gross that's a lot. what what else do you need man apple pie you can keep it i know that's what everybody goes to what about apple no fuck that it's squishy it's gooey it's nasty I don't Man, understand that's this downright un-American. What Man. about a, like a blueberry muffin? No, no, that's gross, dude. Why wouldn't you? Why, if you're gonna make a blueberry, this is my question. If you're gonna make a blueberry muffin, why wouldn't you make a chocolate chip muffin instead? Because blueberries are good. Yeah, mm. they're delicious. I love blueberry muffins over chocolate chip. Blueberries are better than chocolate chips. In a Ish. muffin. No man, slash. Yeah, I'll, 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 okay, I'll agree with that a little bit. Blueberries aren't better than chocolate chips because I've never had a blueberry cookie. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I'm not down. I am not down with this with this way of thinking at all because I'm just saying I live in the South and I love a cobbler. I love Don't. a good cobbler. Peach, cherry, uh, blackberry. Apple, I'll do, I mean, put a cobbler in front of me and it's going down. Put anything in front of this dude, he's going to eat it. 
No, yeah. this is yeah. bullshit. I'm not going to sit here and let you say, I'm from the South. We eat cobblers and warm fruit <laughs> because I'm from the South and we eat potato salad, bitch. <laughs> I, ju- I, I don't do, I don't do, I don't do salads. Exactly. Anything, any salad that needs to have a mayonnaise as the staple, I can't do it. Mayo, so it don't pull the Southern shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point, dude. Do you eat deviled eggs? I know. I don't eat deviled eggs. Why? I have some that are in my refrigerator that um, that was made, and uh, every time I open the refrigerator, I just shut it immediately. <laughs> That's obviously not true. That's oh. definitely not true. He's eating still. <laughs> nope, I am. I just I'm using the stuff in the freezer in the pantry. <laughs> hey, while we're on food, this might be a good time to talk about your newfound love of the air fryer. Oh my gosh. The air fryer. Oh, he just okay. jizzed in his pants, everybody. He did. Uh, yep. Before we go so, on to the air fryer, if anyone wants to make some blueberry cookies and send them to myself or Slash, go right yep. ahead. Go ahead. Then if you want to substitute those blueberries with an actually delicious food, chocolate chips, I'll yeah, take fuck those. that guy. That's no fun. Or peanut yeah. butter chips, or even beautifully, the, the little Reese's peanut butter cups, the miniatures that they put in cookies. Ooh, fuck yeah. yeah. I'm all about white chocolate care. macadamia nut cookies. I was just about to say that. <laughs> We're the Whoa. same person. Look at that. If they are, they're the, you're the same. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, man. I was literally... Oh, he cut me off to say that, and then he was right. <laughs> we've been... We've been recording for about 40 minutes now, and Slash has been nowhere near as excited as he just no. was. <laughs> Mac- macadamia macadamia nuts, man. Have Oof. you ever had the ones from Subway? They're so good. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. They're so fucking good. They're the best goddamn macadamia nut cookies you're going to get. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, every, <laughs> he brings up every, Subway. Those are my fucking Every time. Every time. <laughs> Every time I eat those, I just think to myself, I should have bought four more to put in ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always pissed when they don't fucking have them. That's yes. what pisses me off the most. Yeah, and, and they're like, did you want a chocolate chunk? Fuck no, I don't want a chocolate chunk. <laughs> pedal, that, pedal that to some uh, to some other second secondary citizen like Pocket Ranch. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> eat a dick. But hold on a second. The, you can get three cookies. I don't know if you can still get three cookies for a dollar, but there was one point where you get three cookies for a dollar. And mm-hmm. they have peanut butter, macadamia nut, and chocolate chip. And if you don't get one of each, you're a fucking animal. No, you just get macadamia nuts, man. Three macadamia. Three of them. Stack them and eat them. That's too much, man. Bullshit. (laughs) This is too far. I'd buy six. Give me 12. I know. Give me 36. (laughs) Yeah, I know. All right, so here's the thing. What if I put 100 macadamia nut, Subway macadamia nut cookies in John Jones's car? (laughs) 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 I mean, John Jones might let me steal him because he don't need him. Yeah, <laughs> man, I would be, I would, I would be found out right on the driveway, right there next to the car, just eating him. He's gonna run up and whoop my ass, and I'm gonna try to finish before I before I pass out. Uh, John Jones is gonna walk out and thank you for taking him because he didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, because he wasn't gonna eat him. Yeah, unless that's unless that too is his favorite cookie. <laughs> You're fucked. Oh yeah, imagine that he loves them as much as you do. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. We're done. <laughs> really I, might I might win that fight. I might win that fight. 
<laughs> a, a new gear when it came to defensive macadamia nut cookies. Yeah, exactly. Back to the real topic of the air fryer. Uh, no, mac, back to macadamia nut. I mean, you got mac. You got. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. So, the, so the air fryer, man. It is. It is. I, I bought it yesterday, and um, after so I was at Target and I bought it from from Target. And the second I put it in my cart and I was going to check out, I was like, you know what? I probably should go get some stuff. And so then I went over to the grocery store and then I just started loading up on frozen, frozen food. And, uh, Oh man, I thought, I didn't realize you were doing that. I thought you were making your own Buffalo wings, dude. I did. I bought, I went and bought chicken wings, like the frozen chicken wings. And, uh, but like the kind that had nothing on them, it was just the, the chicken wing itself that was frozen. And then, uh, and then I bought some, uh, Totino's pizza rolls and I bought some, uh, some chicken tenders for my, for my other son. And, um, but yeah, no, the, what sparked me to get it was, um, so I've been, I've been on a hardcore diet for about three months. Uh, so hardcore that I've lost 50 pounds. Like it's a, it's like 47, 48 pounds. And, um, so I lost all this weight and I've been going to the gym, uh, three to five times a week, depending on what I'm doing. And then, uh, I was just thinking to myself, man, I really want chicken wings. Uh, we have a place, uh, called wing stop. That's, that's really pretty good. Um, and so I've been cra- craving these chicken wings and I've been so hardcore on the diet that I'm like, no, nah, I'll just stick with my, with my greens and my salmon and stuff like that. And then somebody was like, oh yeah, you could just use an air fryer for that. And I was like, get out of here. There's no way that, that substitute that, that substitutes. And so, um, well, I put it to the test and it came through in the clutch, man. Those chicken wings tasted amazing. And now I'm trying to air fry everything. <laughs> what 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 are you, what else have you air fried? Uh we did so I did the uh tater tots. I've done uh other kinds of potatoes and stuff and you know, I really haven't done too much. I want to actually put a piece of pizza in it. I think that would work great. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So the concept is no different than frying. It's just super hot super hot fast heat on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. I mean, it, it's really no different. You just all you're missing is the grease. Actually, it's probably more like an oven in a very yeah. compact space. Yeah, is it? That's why. Yeah, that's why I look at it. It's more like an oven. I don't know, man. I feel like it does a good job. I feel like maybe the uh, the oven's job is to cook evenly, though, right? Yeah, yeah. and this yeah. is to cook fast, like super quick on the. I don't know. I think the I think the heat on the outside super fast is where you get the crispiness and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just I, I don't understand. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say I don't understand how. Um, I just don't understand how it cooks thoroughly and even like through the middle of like <laughs> I put in frozen rock solid frozen chicken wings. Mm-hmm. And then I do two cycles. Like I do the first one just to kind of warm them up and then I coat them in, um, in seasoning and then I put them back in and then I finish them off and they come out crispy, completely cooked, uh, all the way through, you know, they, uh, I typically take them out when they're about 175 degrees on the inside and they're all crispy, but it doesn't make sense why like that doesn't happen in the oven. You know, I mean, I know it's blasting hot air through it, but yeah, it's yeah cool. I think there's something about that circulation, man. 
Yeah, I just think it's more direct. But I, like I said, I just I just put it more towards like a oven rather than a, a fryer. Yeah, because it's like because you don't have the oil, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't get quite as crispy as as a fryer, and it just doesn't have that taste. But it's that's damn good. Yeah, super and, and, easy too. And that's why you season them up real well, you know, to to kind of mask that. So, um, me personally, I really like Cajun seasoning. I like to make everything blacken whenever I do uh, salmon or anything. So I coat everything in in Cajun seasoning. And uh, I'll be honest with you. After all said and done, if I put one of these chicken wings next to one of the fried ones from Wingstop, they're not far off, man. Like, I guarantee you most people, if if they tasted both at the same time, would not say, well, this one's far superior. I think they would both pre- pretty much even that they're both good. Uh, uh, my one thing is like with, with mozzarella sticks and Tostino's pizza rolls is you got to be extra careful for how long you put them in there for. Oh yeah. You put them in the fire for a minute too long. You got some bad product. Oh, you're yeah. going to lose the middle. They're the whole middle's yeah. blown out the side of them. You're going to lose all the flavor. Yep. It's, it's no fun. I can't believe it took you this long to get air fryer. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's pretty weird. I remember that we were playing, uh, I forget what game it was, but man, Somebody kept saying about about how great it was and how they were eating corn dogs out of it. I think just all about that air fryer, man. Nah. Is he or corn dogs out of it? I don't remember no, this that. conversation. It was pocket. Oh. <laughs> pocket was eating corn dogs out of it. Oh, maybe, but Geech Geech loves him some air fryer. Oh, yeah. I love mine too. I like uh like chicken tenders in that yep. for like a quick little meal. Yeah, you throw like four, three or four in there, and then just get some sauce, some sauce. Yeah, boy. Sauce, yeah, a solid man. I, I, I can't. I and like a regular fryer is just a pain in the ass with all the oil. Yeah, there's there's just way too much work as a for a regular air, regular fryer. One time, I was at my mom's house, and my brother and I. This was sometime before Thanksgiving. This is years ago, uh, maybe seven eight years ago. We, my brother and I, were gonna make macaroni balls deep fried. And uh, he got a little aggressive with the amount of oil in the pot, and we dropped him in, and it splashed right on the electric burner. Guess what we had on our hands? A big-ass grease fire. (laughs) And uh, he panicked. So my brother, I'm a little disappointed, and I know he listens, so I'm disappointed in you, bro. Um, (laughs) He froze on me, and I swiftly went into action. And grabbed a fire extinguisher, and the only time in my life I've ever discharged a fire extinguisher like you were supposed to was right then, and I felt great about it. I saved the day, and I set that thing down, and I, I surveyed the landscape, and I found that my mom and my brother were very disappointed at the mess I'd made by <laughs> using the extinguisher. And I'm like, but your house is still here. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, they were very disappointed standing in the intact house. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that thing was gone. It was it was going to be a problem. But yeah, um, so you don't have to worry about that with an air fryer, though, do you? No, no, no not, not at all. Unless you forget it's in there for too long. No. You forget to set that timer. Man, I, yeah, what does it take to burn? I don't think it would take very long at all. You don't think? Nah, that's pretty direct heat. That's fast. 20 minutes would probably start burning shit real good, real good, real good. Yeah. I don't know, man, but uh, I'm glad that Slash has joined the air fryer revolution. That's awesome. So, 
slash these are some people that are trying to decide that they're white but they're trying to pass themselves off as black or Mexican. Hmm. What do you think about that? To get um, ahead in life. You know, I, I think it's I think it's really um it's okay to want to um be similar. It is okay to mimic. It is okay to wanna even indulge in, in culture, right? Um so you know that uh my wife is Native American and um I see there's some real great great things to the uh native american heritage and and culture passed down and and i admire but i don't go around telling people that i am now native american <laughs> you know uh i i think it's pretty disrespectful that um that people would lie you say it's almost the same level of disrespect that people wear military uniforms and say that they have served when they clearly have not, um, you know, that's the same level of disrespect. So what? Yeah, oh yeah, it is. You're crazy. You just likened pretending to be a different race to pretending to have served in the military. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see. I mean, because you, you're claiming the same thing. So, um, what's the what's the chick's name that that's uh, you know she was white her whole life, but now is black, and and now she's trying to share in the in the she's trying to share in the hardships and the and like there's no different there's no difference there you're right if you assume that there's a hardship by being a black person like yeah. if there's i guess i guess that's now i'm the bad guy right because i just no 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 no, 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 no not person. at all i'm just saying i don't think that there's any badge or medal of honor for being somebody who's non-white like we we live in a, a country where you can be whatever color you are and nobody really I don't think it's that bad. Like, so I, I so, just don't think it's that bad to be a black person, or I don't think it's bad to be Hispanic. I don't see why. The, I, I guess what I'm saying is there's a big gap in my mind between going to a foreign theater to fight and like being a black person. <laughs> I, I I agree, but the th the difference is when there is when there is certain things on the line, such as. Um, you know, there's scholarships and, and other, oh, advan yeah. other advantages and you're trying to claim that kind of stuff and, you, and you're trying to, you know, th there's a reason why those those scholarships are, are in place, you know, not not Racism. saying that anybody. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's the same level. It's the same. It's the same level, like the person who pretends to be, you know, a, a military, uh, you know, personnel. It's the same thing. They're, they're trying to get the sympathies and, and that come along with it and. And the ten percent discounts at certain places, like that's just despicable, and it's despicable that you would try to take those funds away from from other people. You know, I Native Americans are probably the most—I don't know what you would even call this. Like people pretend to be Native American more than anything else. I would say. Yeah, yeah. There's a big joke uh, within. So when I first went to Oklahoma, my first time out there. Um, they go, uh, so I went out there and, uh, I'm asking them a lot of questions about, you know, native life and, and all this stuff. And, um, it, it was really funny because I was like, oh yeah, a buddy of mine, he's, he's native, but you wouldn't even really be able to tell he, he's white. And then they all started laughing and said, what is he Cherokee? <laughs> is he part <laughs> Cherokee? And so I was like, why is that funny? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get the joke. Right. But they were all, they were all cracking up and then come to find out <laughs> Elizabeth Warren is in she part Cherokee. <laughs> 
but that but that's the thing if any white person says that they're part native american it's always they always say cherokee and that's uh um whether or not they actually are or not i don't know or maybe they view the cherokees as as sluts for for integrating with the white race so much i don't i don't know what the deal is but but that's the joke oh yeah they're probably cherokee <laughs> well elizabeth warren is one of the people we i i'd planned to bring up when i knew that we yep. were going to talk about the the, the pretend uh, minority status people oh, um it. because she's probably one of the worst actors right mm-hmm. yeah her her is she at all native american well she's got to be percentage right like one percent or whatever i think it was something like if she has any it's the most minute level of native american that anybody yeah. can trump calls her pocahontas right <laughs> he sure does <laughs> oh that shit's beautiful you know what she deserves it though she did you know she wrote a book about native american uh or she was a contributor to a native american cookbook that's amazing. Are you surprised? Not at all. This lady's a fucking joke. Um, but I, I do, I am surprised that nobody seems to care that much. Like in a world where the Washington football team can't be the Redskins, we can have white women parading around as if they're Native Americans and writing books as if they're Native Americans. Um, and nobody seems to care that much. I think, it, I think that's an interesting part that you know she can just say that and nobody really gives a shit. Well, I, I think they do like, I, I think so I've actually brought this topic up in the, in at family gatherings and they all just kind of laugh like, like it's pathetic, <laughs> right? It's just, it doesn't, there's no outrage because they just see a stupid white person, <laughs> like dumb white people, you know, and, yeah. and you know, I, I don't. I don't think it's that big a deal. I, I think what the the bigger the bigger deal is that uh, is that people then then carry on to to believe her in other facets when you know she is uh, just a politician man trying to leverage herself. Like I I don't know. I lose I lose credibility for for people and uh, you know I, I just wish the left would hold those people to a higher standard. Um, you know their their candidates and whatnot. But she um, is about one one thousandth Native American. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do they have any opinions on the Redskins or like uh, professional teams of that sport, like college or anything like that? Um, yeah, it, it's a mix. It's a mixed bag. Um, so the there's there's some that are very hardcore, like you know that this is racist and this shouldn't be. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really, I haven't really met anybody that is going to put any time or effort in in really changing anything. They might repost a meme on Facebook, but they you know they don't lose sleep about it. Uh, and then there's a lot of people that are like, it's whatever, like it doesn't it doesn't matter at all. Um, I, I think the bigger the bigger conversation though is the people that get bent out of shape about real. So like uh, the Florida state Seminoles had uh, got yeah. some heat because of the, the because of um, chief Osceola, who's the, the character that uh, is played that's on the horse that runs across the football field and slams the spear down. Right. Um, so chief Osceola people, you know, want to get, get, uh, bent out of shape about that, but what they don't understand. And uh, if you don't, if you don't do your research, Florida state actually donates a ton of money to the actual Seminole tribe, which, uh, side note, Seminoles are some of the richest natives, uh, because the way they leverage themselves in Florida and, um, their, their casinos and whatnot down towards uh, homestead and Miami and whatnot. But, um, 
uh, where was I going? Oh yeah. But yeah, people get all bent out of shape about, about, um, institutions actually doing the right thing. Like they, Florida state promotes, um, you know, that native American, uh, culture and, and, you know, with awareness and, and, uh, proper teaching. So, but that's irritating. I believe they made an agreement with the Seminoles though, right? Yeah. They, like have a contract with them and everything. That, yeah. That's what kind of like a lot of the colleges have done is they, they had co- contracts before this all started. Really? Yep. Yeah, so they, they pay them for the rights to the name. Yeah, or they, they or they made like a contractual agreement to use their name. Yeah, way back when. That's crazy. Yeah, the Seminoles do have a lot of money, don't they? They do. Yep. I just did a quick search. Apparently, they bought a billion dollar company recently. Yeah, yeah. The the Seminoles. So, uh, uh, one of uh my family members uh works in a boarding school for natives it's a federally funded um high school and they uh get people from all kinds of tribes shipped from everywhere across the the country and um she she told me it's kind of funny because anytime they go to walmart you always know which one the seminal is because they have uh, a basket and sometimes two baskets full of stuff (laughs) (laughs) you know they're they're the ones that that you know they get the big check and and whatnot but most native americans are like the one the the people that you know that are native americans a lot of them are impoverished though right i don't want to say impoverished um they uh okay so yes i mean they they definitely don't have all the the luxuries as a lot of other people um but uh, it's, um, you know, they, there's a lot of benefits in be, being in the tribe, uh, and working close with the tribe. There's uh, certain utilities that, that they help get paid. Um, I'm just saying if, um, if you are a hustler in the, and you are enrolled in the native tribe, you could, um, you could really do really well. And and there's a lot of people up in Oklahoma that do, they do really well. They save their money and, uh, they don't, their money back into the casinos i think that's a big that's a big thing that that kind of is uh sad to me a little bit you know um when when the tribe writes out checks at certain times of the year that money goes right back into gambling and stuff like that so oh, you know so they're, they're, they're very supply. yeah you can't get high on your own supply i mean that's <laughs> rule number one right <laughs> but um but yeah that, that's a that's the thing that always kind of gets me so what 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 percentage like how would you say it breaks down? And I know these are not scientific by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but like, do you know many wealthy natives that have become wealthy off of this arrangement? Um, no, I, I would say none of them get wealthy from from this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, because you would have to build your wealth with with a uh, with a different job and whatnot. But um, I, I would say it's a very low percentage uh, of people that are actually stacking wealth. Um, but I mean, they, there is, uh, 50% of the people I would say are, you know, have, have a, have a good life and, you know, they, mm. they definitely benefit greatly from, from the tribe. Yeah. Um, and then the other 50%, they squander and they, uh, I don't think they've been taught good, good skills on how to save and, and how to, uh, and, and how to, uh, pay bills and, and whatnot. So yeah, I don't know. I got a cousin who's a Native Amer- half Native American. Cherokee. Uh, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Oklahoma. What's in Oklahoma? Oh, there's there's a lot. There's, oh, okay. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just know my uncle was married to a lady who got, like, she lived on the reservation for a while and had, uh, like, the every time his kid needed any medical, they would have to go up there and all that. Um, but he is a Mondo meth user, and she was too. I say was because her drug dealer pushed her out of a car moving 60 miles an hour, Ooh. and she is no more. But uh, that was the only, exp- I mean, very limited exposure to anything Native American, man. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't, yeah, I know that a bunch the, uh, of them have a, abuse issues. Uh, they like their alcohol. Issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, I don't know what causes that or if there's some, ge- I don't know if genetics is a it, part of it. I don't know. It's, um, so there's a, a different, I mean, there's, oh man, this is a, this is a large topic. I'm just going to say this. Um, it's a combination of several things. Um, so when their, when their land was taken and, and a lot of their freedoms were taken away, you know, they were shacked up on, uh, in small pieces, of uh, a uh, land and mm. there's just so much, there's so much that, that comes into play here. Um, they, the native Americans have been forced to acclimate, uh, acclimate to what is our present, uh, or the to the standards of, of white people. And, and they had to, they were forced to, um, oh gosh, I forget what the word is, but, but they pretty much had to then conform to society, uh, moving forward. Well, with that, they, they didn't have the same sort of wealth, the same opportunities that they, they were working with. Uh, I, I believe the, the deck was stacked against them. And then on top mm. of that, when you don't have strong families and, and strong, uh, communities anymore, uh, you know, that, that breakdown right there leads to different addictions. And, um, you know, uh, I think there's, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, abuse, substance abuse is a, is a big issue. Um, and uh, I think it's really, I commend the, a lot of the women in the, in my wife's tribe because they, they kind of take the banner and, uh, they raise a lot of the children. They do the best they can. The The tribe helps them out. And uh, a lot of times the, the moms and dads of, of these kids and I mean, they're off, they're off using. And um, I mean, there's, there's multiple, there's multiple situations in, in my wife's family, but um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Now she didn't come from a reservation per se. Um, but the, I mean, that's a whole different thing. And uh, they like the slang is, uh, you know, res the res life R E Z. Um, and you can actually find a lot of that stuff on YouTube and, uh, and through memes and stuff, but, uh, it's kind of become a joke, like what happens on the res and stuff. And there's all these res jokes, but you know, from, from an outsider standpoint, man, it's, it's, it's really sad. Um, and the problem that I see is there's not much motivation for um, that people like they're not pushing the kids to be better. You know, like mm-hmm. where I grew up, everybody is like, you're going to go to college. You're going to do great things. The places you'll go, they'll give you the Dr. Seuss book and and they try to push you into further learning. And, you know, you want to be a captain of industry. That is not prevalent. Uh, my wife was one of the first people in her family to to attend a four year college and and to get a degree and um, you know, and to really strive to be something better. Where a lot of people are just kind of like, eh. And then it's also out in the country, and we we all know how the country works, man. Yeah. A lot of meth and and uh, yeah, that's that's why I I do feel like most most people who are going to claim a race other than white are going to do it with the Native American thing. Did, but did y'all see this chick? This is kind of an older story, but did y'all see this lady that worked for the NAACP 
who was a white lady that claimed to be black. Yep. I mean, she was she, super white. Yeah, I was referencing her before when I, yeah. when I was talking. Mm, yeah. Yep. Rachel Dol- Dolzell, but this lady, like she, you, you can see a picture of her when she was younger. She's like this freckly white kid with oh, blonde yeah. hair. And then she got some hair treatment and a tan and then worked. She headed up one of the chapters of the NAACP. That is special. But then when she got busted, she was saying crazy shit. Like she never questioned, like I've never questioned being a girl or a woman, but I have questioned my whiteness and always felt like whiteness was foreign to me. So she's like emotionally black. Is that what she's saying? I mean, is that something that's going to start happening now? We kind of went through this of sexuality over the last while. Yeah. And people, is this like seeing how race is a bigger thing? Is this what the the newest thing's going to be? As people going up and saying, well, I never really felt like I was white before. Like, I don't see why you can't declare it. Like, whatever you want to be, you should be able to claim, right? If gender, dude, gender seems pretty cut and dry, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if if gender is up for debate, then why can't ethnicity be up for debate? But what does it matter? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, think... I, we th- I think we make it matter here. It's the problem. Mm-hmm. With, like, scholarships for people of this way, or you get a better opportunity if you're this race, or, you know what I mean? It's, I wonder if that's what's causes some of the problems. You know, I I went a long time telling people um, if ever we had race conversations, you know, being racist and stuff like this, you know, I'm very, very against racism. I am very, I, I like, and I, I pride myself on the fact that I judge people for character and for actions rather than color of your skin. And the same thing is when I try to explain to people, um, you know, things that seem seem racist uh it's it's more of a class thing so um if i see a, a black a black man in a nice polo that you know he's he's dressed he dressed the part he looks like a computer programmer he probably got some money in his pocket right other uh or and then i see another you know, a, a young, uh, another fellow that has, you know, the hoodie on that, you know, covered in tats, neck tattoos. I'm not, I'm not worried about that guy because he's black. I'm worried because he has neck tattoos and prison tats. Right. And so this is kind of the, this is kind of goes in the same vein where it's like, I'm not really concerned with the color of your skin, but what, what's your social class? What have you gone through? Were you raised in, in the nice golf community or were you raised in, you know, in the ghetto or, or what the deal is. Right. Um, that that's if this, if our society can get there, cause it's the same thing with white people, you know, I'm, I'm worried about the white guy with the neck tattoos that that's pushing meth, you know, at the trailer park. I'm worried about that guy. I'm not too worried about, you know, the guy that's in, in the golf community. He's doing just fine. You know, um, I'm not locking my door when I'm, when I'm walking into the golf club, like when, when somebody walks by me. Um, so, uh, but Why yeah, it's gotta the, be golf, bro. Well, it's just the, those are pre- prevalent, you know, more expensive neighborhoods, and and uh, you know, if you got that money, you know, you're you're not you're not, I don't know, you you don't have the same standard <laughs> standard of life. Like I don't lock my doors when I go into the into a sub a lot of those subdivisions, but if I go into the trailer park and I'm seeing you know slim shady wannabes out there, then I'm I'm locking my doors. I'm locking my doors. It's not because I'm racist. It's because I I just understand this what what environment that I'm in. 
Uh, I'm with you on this 100%. I, I look at Post Malone's white, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ask somebody that looked like him to hold my wallet for a second. Like, hang on, I'll be right back. Take this. He looks like a dirtbag, right? For sure. I, I'm with you, man. I, I think it's all about socioeconomic status and the way we... we Here's the problem is that the, there's been this linking of pop culture and and blackness, I think. And so people will say, well, you know, it's culturally the way black people are to, to look, I guess, like a gangster or whatever. I just don't think it has to be that way. I think that's a cheap um, cop out, I guess. It doesn't make sense. And the problem is, I guess now you can see a whole bunch of people that look like they're gangsters and they're probably maybe they're super wealthy. But if you're going to wear your if you're going to wear gangster clothes and you get treated like a gangster, I don't think you have any room to complain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting for sure. I, <clears throat> I mean, as it for like opportunities wise, I feel like that sounds terrible, but I I get it's. It should be based on class, like you have said. It's like a lot of these people have been sitting at a lower end class and they just say that's repressed because of the color of their skin. And it always comes down to uh, just just doing yourself better, making yourself act above what you are, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, don't act like you, you're going to need to shoot somebody with a gun or beat the shit out of them, you know? Yeah. I used to work with a guy that was from a rough part of a major city in the United States. And, um, he was the valedictorian of his class at this very rough part of town. I wish I could tell you where it is. Um, but he was in a really rough spot, and he was, but he's super smart. He went to college. First of all, he got, because of his race, he's a black dude, um, he got offers from Ivy League schools because, I mean, he was really a sharp dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't go. He didn't even go visit the colleges because he was afraid of airplanes. Um, and he winded up going to a state school and he started drinking too much and he became an alcoholic and dropped out his junior year. Crazy. It is. It's crazy. But that, that wasn't because he was black, right? Like that has to do with his decisions and his probably proclivity. I imagine genetic proclivity to, um, substance abuse, maybe his upbringing, all sorts of things that had to do with a lot of things, but I don't think the, the color of his skin was the essential driver behind his failures i think Uh, drinking was going to come no matter where he went right that's kind of a college thing exactly but i think that the problem is i wish that somebody like him wasn't afraid of air travel that is that part of it you could argue is cultural right yeah or really maybe Um, socioeconomic more than cultural i don't know if that's cultural yeah i think it may be being afraid of a plane yeah it's probably more uh money he'd never left the city that he was from until it was time to go to college. And uh, I don't know. This dude had a photograph. We worked in a warehouse together. He had a photographic memory. He could tell you any number, any part, the location in this, like, three football field warehouse. He was, I mean, he had it down. He knew everything about everything. Tell me about it. Yeah. I don't want to know it. I do. Yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> but, he, I mean, I, I don't know, dude. Like, you know, it was just impressive. Oh, like, it is. The, the things it's that he could, he could recall after, like, a single exposure was just it was it was pretty amazing. It, it's it's. I don't know why my brain will keep that in its head. I can't keep other stupid shit in my head, but I can keep that. <laughs> it's 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 job. I th- so there wasn't like a another college around him that was like as maybe not as good, but fairly good that he nah, could have gone to. 
Because I'm from the South and, and Ivy League schools are in the, the yeah, East Coast, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying like Ivy League, but even like university of some kind, you know? I mean, he didn't go to a shitty school. If I told yeah. you which school he went to, it'd probably give away the location, but he didn't go to a bad one. Yeah. Um, he went to a really good school, but again, he went to, I guarantee you, he was surrounded by white kids. Um, and I don't think that they were ostracizing him because he certainly got into the party scene a little heavy. Yeah. That sucks for him. That sucks, man. It does. <laughs> I don't I don't know any other way to kind of put that. It's just but I think that comes to any any kid that goes into college is that you have to be ready for that first shock. For sure. So this okay, slash do you think racism exists in the United States? Um you, for sure. For okay. sure it exists. What like how many Americans are racist? Um, I would say probably, okay, so let, let me just go ahead and say, uh, lay this out, this groundwork. Just because you're racist doesn't, okay, so I, I don't believe people are, are racist. Like, I, I don't think there's like, so, oh, that person's racist, this person's not. There's a certain level for every, every single person because uh, I, we had talked about that black people are incapable of being racist. That is false. <laughs> that is a very false notion there. Everybody is susceptible to racial um, conclusions that we make on, on people. And, and so that being said, there's there, there, I do not believe that there is very much of the population that is 100 that gets up in the morning and says, I'm going to hate black people today. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to waste my time and energy and I'm just going to try to hold them back. There's a very, very small percentage of people that do that. I would, I would agree with you completely. I guess whenever I hear that America is a racist country, I think about the, like, it's illegal to be racist, like at least in any way that's substantial in the lives of others. You can sit at home and you can hate people and you can even get in the streets and, you know, scream that you hate people. But in the end, you're going to be marginalized because the mainstream of our culture, to, to be a participant in this society, you have to deal with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's funny because if you go to sell your house or you go to, you have to be equal opportunity. Like they don't even, when they make offers and stuff, you can't even like, you're not even allowed to ask, well, what color are they? You know, it's all equal opportunity. So like, I just, you might, you might not like dealing with one type of person, but at the end of the day, I'm not doing anything to, to hold anybody back you know once again my 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 hang up is is all social class you know yeah, i hear you lb you see racism um yeah i i f- kind of yes but i just don't know how like severe it is you know it's like i i i think when you you put yourself out there and do the job the proper way i don't think you're gonna be put it's like if if you want to do the job, I don't care what you look like. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's more the thing nowadays. I think, you, I think you see what you look for. Like, if you wake up in the morning and you see yourself as a victim of racism, you're going to find racist things that happen to you throughout the day. Oh, um, even when there's not really anything there, right? Um, and so I think that a lot of people have been told that there's this racism monster, this boogeyman out there. And so whenever something doesn't break their direction, they think instantly, that must be the boogeyman I've heard so much about. Yeah. It's an interesting thought. I mean, I, I like I said, I think people just have racist thoughts at times. I don't think it goes anything more severe than that. 
Uh, I don't. I think that yeah, that's true. But I also I, I think that we under undervalue the programming that's done naturally in people. Like I think there's a reason why um, why people feel more comfortable around people that look like them in many cases. Uh, and I think that's biological. I think it's an, an intentional, um, oh, what's the word? I think it's, it's cooked into how to stay safe whenever you're tribal, uh, yeah. prior to civilization. I, I think it just made sense given the way of life that, it, that existed for the majority of human history. Um, but I also mm-hmm. think that if you're saying that we're still super racist, then you're totally undermining or undervaluing the amount of progress that's been made on that front. And I can't deal with somebody who says that there's ongoing systemic racism because they almost, I, I've never heard anybody point to a, a legal system, a one that is actually a, written down. That's systemically racist. Yeah. I, I think also, you know, so out of the efforts to be anti-racist it spawns a whole different, avenue of racism yeah um you know that and that's that's the part that that gets me too is it's when um uh, I'll, I'll tell you a a i'll tell you a great little story about a young lady african-american lady she came up through school she made decent grades you know b's um when she got through uh high school she still made bees and uh wasn't really the brightest um but you know did her work worked hard not you know there's not saying anything about her character she she actually was probably a better character than than most um and uh comes time to go to college she uh did not have the sat scores that that a lot, a lot of her uh white counterparts or or asian counterparts or whoever um they she didn't have the high SAT scores, but she had decent grades, right? Well, this young lady went to a uh, a very uh, prestigious school because she was uh, she was admitted in not because of her her merit, but because of the color of her skin. And she went through college and still made made C's, B's, A's here and there, right? Nothing, nothing incredible. Uh, then went to law school and same thing. She was admitted into law school because of the, the color of her skin. Didn't really test very well and got through law school. Then she goes to take the, the bar. Well, she failed the bar seven times and she's sitting there questioning. Well, how come I was able to get through high school? I went to a prestigious college. I went to law school and you know, I, I, I passed, right? But now I can't pass the bar. Well, um, was the bar being racially discriminatory? This whole story, to me, just points to the fact that we created this this racial system that, that has allowed this person, and not saying that she shouldn't have maybe had the opportunity or what, but but she did not learn what she needed to know. And she had some leniencies to get through this and earn those pieces of paper. But when it came time to it, she did not know. And she, she did not have the, the, the capacity to pass the bar and she did not become a lawyer. And you know what to me is it's kind of like we set up this system to where we stack the deck to, to help, but where exactly was, you know, has that helping led? You know, so th- this young lady has put thousands of dollars into these schools um, to become a lawyer and never actually she couldn't pass the the goal line. 
You know, she was stopped on the five yard line. So is this a real story? It is a real story. Is this somebody you know? Um, kind of. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I, if if that's the case, then I, I I would agree with you completely. And I think that there's a there's a building body of evidence in academia that a lot of um, kids who are who are going to some of these elite institutions they're they're struggling, um, and they're struggling because the qualifications that were required of them were subpar to the qualifications required of others. Um, and so you're seeing this is kind of funny, but you're seeing a lot of uh, remedial classes in Ivy league schools, which is like, that sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't think that a, a, an elite institution would even have a need for remediation, um, of, of students out of high school, but it's happening and it's happening at pretty significant rates. And so you, you, I think what you're saying is and what I'm hearing is that's twofold. That's a problem for two, two reasons. One there you're, you're finding people that are out of their depth and can't find success because they, they, they've been, admitted to a system that they're not, their skills aren't on par with. Um, and then the second one is they're, if they are even successful, they've accumulated in this case with the remediation, uh, remedial classes, you start to accumulate more debt because you're, you're not getting free versions of these remedial classes at these schools. And so you're, you're, you're seeing huge amounts of additional debt piled on top of um, what would otherwise be a really expensive school in and of itself. Uh, and now you've got a, a person who who's most likely not going to be able to, to succeed in uh, pursuing a career in that area because they're they're not going to be successful at school. And it's just you're screwing the kid over, I guess. You're, you're setting them up for failure by doing what you think is really nice. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. You set up for failure because because of niceness. Yeah. And you think the, the problem there is that it's not an appropriate way to show concern. Sorry, I'll be. Do you think it's a possible that schools are taking it too easy on kids? Yeah, I do. Um, I think that there's a real, I think there's a real push to make sure that everybody finishes. What's, what is college anymore? I feel like college is nothing more than an extension of high school. Like high school used to be this real line yeah. of demarcation and education. And now it, it pretty much everybody finishes high school or gets a GED. Yeah. And, I think college is getting to the point where it's not that different, where mm. uh, a lot of people have degrees. Um, yeah, um, I'll bet you. I, I I don't. I'll bet you the percentage of Americans holding degrees is probably three times what it was even you know twenty five years ago. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's like they also push a lot of college classes when you're in high school as well. And I just don't know if they're really testing them as proper as they should. That makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying that that a lot of people are getting, and they're also getting college credits. You know, yeah, they, yeah. That's fair. Um, I'm trying to find the number. It'll take me just a minute, but I really wanted to see uh, what the change in time has looked like. Yeah, I think I'm assuming that's got to be partially what it is. It's like just kids getting put into classes, and then they're not actually doing that well on them, but they pass them anyway. So I think standards in high school have gotten a lot lower in schools. I, I feel like there's a lot more possibilities of failing when I was going to school, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I was, I was wrong. I overestimated pretty dramatically. So it looks like about 45 million Americans held degrees uh, in 2000. And in 2018, it was only 75 million. So it went up. It didn't go threefold. It went up by about 80%. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a huge amount. 
Do you think it's the push for more people to go to college though, as well? I mean, it was probably going to go up anyway. It is a push. I think, <laughs> dude, I think it's a fucking scam is what it is. I think that mm. there's a big, like, this is the I new housing scam. Um, this is the game. So what we've done is we've taken these institutions. We've So take colleges. You can't throw a rock without hitting one. And swing a dead cat by its tail without hitting one. Still a phrase. Um, because it, it's a money-making racket. So you, what you yep. do is you say, now to get any job, now you have to have, not any job, but almost mm-hmm. any job, you have to have a degree. And in order to, to get a degree, now you're going to have to pony up tens of, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars yep. um, to gain access to the workplace. Fuck that, dude. That really doesn't make any sense because you've got people in, in careers that could be infinitely better served by starting that career rather than spending four years pursuing a degree that has very little applicability in the career. If you yeah. go get a bachelor's degree, you're going to have to take English core English classes. You're going to have to take core math and science classes. And when you do that, you're not focused on nursing or whatever the thing is, um, where I think you would be better served if you focus strictly on the the subject or the the area in which you plan to work. I think it's a ripoff, and I think it's intentional, and I think it's institutionally intentional. There, sure. There's your institutional problem right there. Yeah, yeah, big time. I, I agree. A, a lot of uh, it, it's funny. A lot of CEOs and uh, you know people that have uh, acquired wealth and, and stacked wealth. They a lot of them talk about college directly, and and uh, you know it, it's necessary for for that higher learning. But a lot of them are are advocates against the the system in which we model and we push. Um, if I could go back and do it again, and I, man, I work with a, a lot of younger people, uh, some teenagers, early twenties, and whenever they talk about college, the first thing I say is. For, well, and it depends who the person is, to be honest with you. But but for me and anybody like me, a two year or a, a, a community college for two years is a great is a great thing, especially while you work. It's very cheap. You can continue to get those core classes. You can get that stuff. And then at at the end of four years, let's say I go to Duke. Right, Duke is pretty prestigious. If I did two years at my community college, got straight B's and A's, and then I transferred to Duke, and then I did my second, my my second, or sorry, my um, last two years, and then I get that piece of paper. It doesn't say on the piece of paper first two years at community college, last mm-hmm. two years at Duke, <laughs> and so you know, I, I just think the way uh, we have pushed education is one hundred percent geared towards a financial. Uh, you call it a racket, <laughs> but it's, it, yeah, it's definitely financially driven. You know, they're trying to increase their admissions. They're trying to increase their, their, uh, their, um, their profits. They're not shrinking. Nope. There's not less colleges every year and they're not enrolling less students every year. Nope. Um, this is, I, I swear to you, there's going to be a, like the housing market collapsed in 2008. There will be a college, uh, mm. loan cl- crisis. Maybe. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna drive people to beg the government to forgive their loans. Whenever really, they, they, you don't need to go to college to study fucking women's studies. Yeah, that's stupid as fuck. It's called study women. <laughs> you don't need to go figure out philosophy education. Trust me, if you needed a, a doctorate in philosophy, we can go ahead and cap the national number of people holding that degree to ten. No more than ten Americans need to have doctorate level degrees in philosophy. 
That's fucking stupid. It just doesn't serve any purpose. Now, if you're going to study math or science, then let's sign up as many people who are as competent to, to finish that degree as is possible. Um, but the rest of that shit's largely wasting its time. Yeah, so here's my question to y'all. What, if you could go back in time and change what you did, what would you have been? Ooh, boy. Um, so what's the path you would have took, I guess, is what, more or less. Yeah. Um, so I, my, my college experience was very unique. Um, it took a lot of twists and turns. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I still might not really know what I want to do, but um, I've kind of honed into, I, I think, with my personality and what I, I like to do. I think I would have went into accounting. Poor um, star. But I definitely, <laughs> yeah, I am pretty talented. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, I think um, I, I think accounting. You know, I would have went in. Um, I, I so I went the music route. I had a scholarship for music, and um, I had some unfortunate events that have happened in college where my my the teacher because when when you're going in for a specific instrument, mine was cello. Um, uh, my my teacher did me a uh, pretty big disservice my freshman year like i went there to study with her and she was barely there she had a lot of personal things um you know and i don't know what was going on in her personal life you know i never got to that point but uh my first year was very weird um but anyways i i i would say i would have done the the community college i would have grown up a little a little more i didn't need to be in college developed a drinking problem (laughs) (laughs) so you would have gone to community college and then subsequently gotten like an accounting degree yeah, yeah. I would have tried harder in high school. That's really where I went off the rails. Um, I could, I did nothing. Like when, when I, I, I am the essence of the kid who scraped by uh, mm-hmm. in high school. I had, I, I graduated with about 170 people, and I think I was 140 something as far as ranking in the class. Um, it was pretty rough. I, I'm not dumb. <laughs> and so my, my college options were very limited and I went to a community college for two years and then transferred to a local four year university. Um, and I didn't, I never developed the skills or the t- skills isn't the right word. I never developed a tolerance for education the way it's supposed to be. Um, so let me paint a picture. I went to my, when I went to the four year university before we go there, when I went to the, the, the community college, I never went to the library. Like, I mean, literally I never stepped foot into the library. And when I went to the four year school, I went to the library two times. Uh, Hmm. One was a part of an orientation tour. And the second was, uh, it was a requirement for an assignment that we had. We had to prove that we went to the library to check out a book. Um, Those are the only two times I ever stepped into the library at the college that I graduated from. And uh, furthermore, when I was in that college, I worked, I had 32 employees my junior and senior year when I was in college because I'd worked at a company where I was uh, I was over a repair shop in a certain technology field. Um, and uh, I had 32 employees. I was obviously working full time and doing a lot. And so I was really just floating through the degree to finish it. And so whenever I went to go get, I went I, I fucked up a lot there. My my GPA went from a 4.0 down to like a 3 point or a, a 2.9 or something like that. Big drop. Yeah, big big nasty drop. Um and so I would have though done that differently 
obviously, I would have gone away to college. I think that would have been a big, the exact opposite of what Slash just said. Um, I needed more exposure, not less. Like I'd already done the party scene um, in high school. And so I was ready to buckle down and get more serious, i.e. the job. Um, and so if I would have gone away to college, I think I would have been more engaged, but I would have definitely gone into law school if I had the tolerance for more education, but I just got tired of it. And so I was, I told, I told myself I wouldn't do it. And subsequently I went back and got a master's degree and you know, all that's <laughs> great, whatever. But again, that master's degree, I got a 4.0 and I think I put it, I mean, minimal work went into that. It was laughable. The amount of work that I put into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I definitely would have done things differently. I don't know that I would have loved law, but I would love the paycheck. Yeah, for sure. Uh, going back, I actually probably would have went into the air force. Yeah, that's a good way to go. I know people yeah. that have done it. Yeah, it's either that or I was going to go um, straight electrician. That would be a good way to go, too. Yeah, studies of networking. Yeah, I, 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 I agree that those would have been good fields. I, I mean, it's never too late. The, 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 the problem is, and Slash, you probably see this all the time. People get trapped in these, these entry-level jobs because they become a little more lucrative over time. Yeah. It's just enough money to keep you from self-improvement. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You, I imagine you've seen it with some of the, the kids that you work with where, you know, suddenly they're making more money than their relative to their friends. Uh, yeah. And so they stick it out longer than they probably should yeah. for maximum, yeah. maximum success over time. Yeah. So, you know, that this is for me, this is why I say the two year, two year, community college because you can you can work hard at an entry-level job you can get a little promotion maybe even two promotions and if if you're talented and you you do well you know especially in the hospitality industry becoming an assistant manager or general manager you, you can do well um you can still get your you can still get a degree and all that stuff but uh, i'll be honest with you there's jobs if you do that stuff well and you work hard um you can move up the ladder district manager regional you know your regional vice president stuff like this um but i think at the end of the day it's not about the education or any of that it's it's how hard you work and how well you leverage yourself mm-hmm. you know um uh, the, a lot of a lot of this stuff, man. It, you know, these people they have they have the wrong idea uh, ab- about a lot of things, and, and they're very misled on on how the uh, you know on how to get ahead. Uh, first off, I, I don't think just because you make a lot of money means you, uh, is you're going to have an overall financial success because a lot of those people lose a lot of money in frivolous things, and they might lead a pretty decent lifestyle. Um, but, uh, you know, I've seen people make little money and, and still have a great, uh, have great financial success because of the fact that they, um, they manage their money well and they, they don't get into debt and that kind of stuff. But, um, but anyways, um, what was exactly, oh yeah, you were talking about entry level jobs. Yeah. If you do, if you play your cards right and you, um, you know, and a lot of the kids that work for me have support from their parents and stuff like that, but um, you, you can make, you can make some decent money. Uh, I know for a fact that I make, I make more money than some of my friends, uh, at college that try to go into their field of study and, uh, you know, uh, thought they were going to make a lot more money out of college, but here I, here I am working a job that I, I guess a lot of people might not say is that orthodox, especially if you have a college degree, but I know that I'm making more money and, and my, my earning potential is actually pr- pretty, pretty high. Um, you know, knowing that, that there's, uh, 
you know, district manager spots and stuff like that. So I don't know why I started going down this path, but yeah. I I don't know. I guess my, my whole point in saying this, that what I'm saying is that you should, whenever, if, if you could shake a kid into understanding what their future, how to best position themselves for the future, we, you could never do this by the way. But the one lesson you want them to understand is that they are not tethered to anything when they're young. They don't have yep. a mortgage. Mm-hmm. They they shouldn't yep. have bills like yep. that to, to really value the freedom that comes with like the financial freedom that comes mm-hmm. with youth. Uh, because most people get strapped down with something. They buy yep. that car. They run up a credit card. They do this, that or the other. And that's the trap. That's what yep. people don't understand. That's the bondage. The real slavery yeah. that happens in the United States is financial <laughs> slavery, man. It, yeah, and and that's and that's where I'm. That's where I was going before with the whole with the whole college thing. Is it's you know they've been fed this lie that you have to go away to a four four year school and you get bound down in debt. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm 37, man. I haven't been in college in a long time, and and I only recently got rid of all my my college debt. You know. So, uh, and especially if you're a lawyer or, you know, and you're, if you're, if the story about the, the woman before about going to law school and then not being able to pass the bar, she has thousands of dollars in debt that I have no idea how she's paying for, you know, under a mountain. And so, so for me, it's, it's like, um, when you talk about that, that's, that's exactly the question, right? Because because the only reason for education in my in my mind the only reason for education is to be able to get a to to have a higher earning potential that's the only reason um because if you didn't have that then you wouldn't have to you know if if you could make the same amount of money with somebody without a degree then you wouldn't you wouldn't take that risk of debt and everything right you just go make more money um but uh but yeah if you i i highly encourage you know kids to work hard, get their, uh, stack their bank account, you know, get as much money as they can, uh, and to get certain bills like, uh, like insurance, like you need to get, you need to get used to that. Now this is, you know, I think a lot of kids in in this country too are not taught proper, um, financial discipline early. One other thing I want to tag your advice. I agree with everything you said, but I would also tag that by saying, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do for real. Like, don't look at, you know, my mom wants me to be a doctor. I see doctors make a lot of money. Let me go be a doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, You should only be a doctor if waking up in the morning, you think about helping people medically. (laughs) Like, otherwise, Mm -hmm. don't fucking do it. Mm -hmm. Um, if 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 you can program, but you hate programming, don't be a fucking programmer. Go do something that makes you happy every single fucking day. Otherwise, you're wasting your life. There's really no reason to do anything that you're not passionate about. I think a lot of kids aren't passionate about anything is the problem. I think they, they don't know what they want to be passionate about yet. Yep. And you don't figure it out for a long time. Maybe. That's true. That's true. But I would say whatever is the closest thing to passion, go do that. If you think that fucking TikTok is super dope, then <laughs> rather than pay for college, go fucking do TikTok. <laughs> and if you don't make it, then maybe you'll find something you're passionate about along the way. Until the United States know. bans it. Yeah. What's that? Until the United States bans it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But whatever it is you're excited yeah. about, go do that shit. And 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 you, you'll find that maybe you haven't hit it by the time you're 26 or 27 or 28. But if you're smart about your finances and you haven't strapped yourself to anything, 
dangerous, then that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I would tag on this is if you're going to do something wild, like uh, I'm not, let me not say wild, but I, I went the band route. I wanted to, I wanted to blow up in, in, you know, music and do all that stuff. I think it's very important to have a, a job as well and to learn discipline and, and, um, you know, you, you really, you really have to, um, you really have to make money and you have to, you have to be, uh, figure out how to use that money in your uh and at the end of the day honestly for me you just can't be lazy you got to get out there and you yep. got to go get it that's all mm-hmm. there is to it you can't be lazy you got to i'm get with it. you on that i think a lot of people like i just use tiktok like if you want to be a social media person um you can't just think that means i'm going to take pictures from time to time or make a video once a day and call it a day like you have to go do the fucking homework and figure out what successful people are doing mimic that uh, be creative, come up with your own thing that that's successful. But if you're just thinking that's what, what you see on the surface, you're a dumbass and you'll never be successful at anything. <laughs> True. It's like, if you think a lawyer sits in court, like Perry Mason every day, you're a fucking idiot. It's like a judge judge ain't sitting on top of the throne all day. Yeah. Or I mean, pick the thing, heart surgeons yeah. not doing surgery all fucking day either. Yeah. No. So anyways, I, I, I think that we, what do we call this? Like advice for young folk? Yeah, good luck, Chuck. Y- youngins <laughs> won't listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's the problem. Is it's like as much as you want to drill into them what you want to say, yep. they probably won't listen. You, nope. you yeah, know, I think I think the best you can do is you can hope that ten out of a hundred kids listen to what we say and then take it and run. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know, man. I I bet it's even lower than that. I know, but um, I'm just saying it's like if yeah, you could get X amount of kids, as long as you can affect somebody with what you say, then you did you did something. Yeah. You know you know the weird thing that, that you say this is it's like I've had people in my life um that weren't family members, you know, weren't even really friends, but like coworkers or people that just happened to be in my life told me a lot of things similar to this, right? And everybody gives gives um advice to their s- situation, but um, it's, it's funny though, that at the time when I was a punk ass little kid, um, 16, 20, I listened to all this stuff and I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, fuck you, whatever, whatever. But now I sit here and I've walked through the door. Uh, I've, the time has passed and, and, uh, my wisdom has kind of gone up a little bit. I think, and I'm like, damn it. Why the hell didn't I listen to that dude <laughs> or to that woman? You know, <laughs> I think a lot of times you, kids are more likely to listen to it if it's not a family member, kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, as far as the the people you were identifying, not that mm-hmm. you know clearly you didn't listen, <laughs> but uh, I think I think that a lot of times it'll it'll resonate if it's coming from somebody outside of their immediate sphere of influence. Yeah. Um. And and that helps a bit, but hopefully somebody will listen, man. Hopefully somebody will listen, and they will not go to that expensive university. Yeah. That that's part of the reason why I said uh, Air Force before is because I didn't know what I really wanted to do when I came out of high school. It's a good option for that. And if you decide, Hey, college is what I want to do rather than going and doing that, um, at your own expense, you might as well put in four years mm-hmm. and then do it for free. Yeah. Cause it's like you can, and it could give you an idea what you want to do possibly as well. Yeah, that's true. May, too. may not, may not, but it was, it, it's what I should have done. Yeah. I have a feeling, but well, maybe I know we're, we've been gone super long, but, at some point we need to talk about now what now we're old and we made the mistakes now what are you gonna fucking do about it yeah 
I don't know. Eat a dick, Slash. Get us out of here. Yes, let's go ahead and ride this one home. Okay, fellas. All y'all listening, if you're not offended, you haven't been listening close enough. Y'all have a great one, and we'll see you soon. You said you want to do that. I don't. I'm just saying Trump train because I'm, I'm looking oh. at it. Like, I cut it from the freaking rundown because you're like, no, I don't want to do politics. I mean, it's time sensitive, but Trump train. <laughs> I went from not giving. I thought he was a dirtbag to thinking he is the coolest president that's ever happened. Deal with it. I didn't say shit, bro. Deal with it! I don't give a shit about your opinions. Oh, wow. There, take that. Wow. wow. Hmm. Dr. Slashenstein, huh? That's me. Yeah. Oh, um, can you bump your... So we gotta crank you up a touch. I need 25% more slash. Man, that's crazy. Last person that said that... Never mind. Said nobody. Okay, how about now? You is that better? That is better. Yeah. Okay, good. That's superior to what you had previously provided us. It is far superior. Yeah, it may be the master provision. <laughs> this is all the same topic. Yes, sir. All right. Check, check. One, two. Checkity, check, check, check to check. Yeah, I adjusted my volume a touch, but mine looks so good. So touch good. your buttholes. A butthole touch. Like checked. I'm not. I'm in the proper thing. Talk. Oh, um, what do I got everything else done? So I watched a, I watched a Biden rally today. It was like six people standing around, and he had a boombox that he was using the microphone with. Did you move your phone slash? That's badass. Oh, yeah, it's on silent. Just checking. Hey, your mailbox is full, douchebag. Yeah. My mailbox is full? Your voice mailbox is full. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> calculated? <I'm, laughs> he doesn't even care. I don't care. even know how to listen to him. <laughs> what are you? Uh, I am a large child. That's for sure. All right. Me want to do pee-pee poo-poo. We all sit here. Me make pee pee. Me make pee pee and poo poo. Whenever y'all are done. TT. Slashy one pinky. Okay, I'm good. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> you know he's he's recording right now in a diaper and a bonnet. <laughs> he's gotta be <laughs> a big diaper, big old diaper baby. I mean, I thought that went without saying. It, I, it, exactly. Okay. You said it. So. Shut do you your know pie it? holes. There's a you dirty large hose. Woman. Here we go. <laughs> there's a large woman and I'm sucking her teat. <laughs> no, we all know that's not true. <laughs> oh, God. That black chick from the. Uh, <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, that poor black chick's getting the. Rhonda. Get 
Don't bring Tammy into this. Fuck Tammy. you. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> I sure. <laughs>